for two 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 and a half years I gave up running because I thought stagnant I felt stagnant yeah. with it. But the uh, thing that got me back was uh, I watched the uh, Krzyzewski race. I didn't realize until I had pre-op on Friday going through everything. I, and once I went into the hospital that I'm going to be at, I'm like, holy crap, I really have cancer. Because you never know that bottom of the totem pole could become top of the totem pole one day. I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Potts, will always be the brother with the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts. I mean, your favorite two black runners coming at you every single two black, two It's been a minute, I feel like, since we had just a For The Will Ones podcast. Bro, the last time we had a For The Real Ones was all the way back in May, like middle of May, we had on Chris, and we were talking about like previewing Prefontaine Classic. The last time that we had a podcast where it was strictly just us two the entire time was all the way back in April before Mount Sac. It's like, it hasn't been two black runners in a cool, cool minute, but hey, we still got someone, we got another runner coming onto the podcast later on. You'll see at the end of the podcast, we did an interview with Derek Rubis, the hub of track and field in the last 20 minutes of this podcast. So if you want to just skip ahead from the Porter Road ones, you can go ahead and do that. And you can listen to Derek Rubis, the legend that he is. And also shout out to Derek Rubis right now. He just had a surgery, everything right now. He's recovering. You can follow him on Twitter and all that. But shout, shout out, shout out Rubis, shout out Rubis. Best love, love and wishes out to Derek Rubis while he recovers. Everybody sitting out. Send on a prayer for him. Put a put a comment on the YouTube for the homie Derek Rubis. We Oprah certified, but we Derek Rubis certified certified as well. So it's been a blessing. But like you were saying, bro, like you said before Mount Sac, that's like really the opener of the year. And now World Championships is happening starting on Friday. And this is where we're at. A lot, a lot, a lot has happened in that time span. So, so many things have happened. It's been an amazing season, and I'm excited to see, you know, the culmination of the season at at World Champs. Like we really, we really about to be out there. Yeah, talking about like Mount Sac was definitely like the very, very beginning. Got to see. Uh, not that wasn't a things opener, but that was Allison Felix's opener. That was Dilla Lafont. Those are just crazy. That's that was Allison Felix's last, last opener. Race. Yeah, her first last opener. Her last first race. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her last opener ever. And now we're gonna see her final race, track race potentially ever this weekend. Not oh, well, yes, this weekend. This weekend as we record this, she's gonna be racing in the mixed relay on the first day of the world championships on July 15th. And I think she's going to do another race. She was mentioning that in the press conference that we went to at USA championships. She's going to do like a road race in LA, something of that nature. I think she was saying it was going to be a 200 if I remember correctly, but uh, like her last professional track and field world championships is happening this week. And it's just crazy to see like from that beginning of the season to now and being able to go through the circuit more than ever this year has really truly been a blessing. Yeah, bro. And to like be a part of 
like this year, I feel like I'm a part of the program. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm a part of like bringing to life Allison's season. And it's crazy to start off like seeing her like come to Arcadia for meets, you know, to sign autographs, seeing her yeah. race at the Home Depot Center, seeing her, seeing her at all these Olympics. And now it's like, dang, like, you know, I'm a regular. Like I, I, I talked to Allison like freaking like four or five times this year. Like, that's wild. That's wild to me. Um, so to be, just to feel a part of the program, I feel like it's the biggest change from from last year. I felt so new. But now I feel like two black runners, running report, whatever you want to call it, is like a staple in the community. And I feel like, I really feel like we started to make an impact. And you could tell well, when you're in the mix zone and, seeing all the different type of content that is out there. So it's been cool to just see that all develop. Yeah, it's definitely been amazing. And for, for some of you all that may be new to Two Black Writers, you're all like, bro, what are these people talking about? Like, why isn't there a guest yet? Like we said, the guest is going to come soon, but these are our For Real Ones episodes that we do where we kind of just kick back, relax, and kind of just uncut, unfiltered in a way and just talk about what's going on like with the two black runners a couple of our first podcasts like it was just me and aaron or just me and aaron and my dad like it was just it was the two black runners and really just start doing our thing and it wouldn't be possible without you guys the opportunities that we got so i gotta say just anybody listening to the podcast make sure that you rate the podcast especially on apple podcast give it a review if you're watching on youtube uh leave a comment and i know you do this at the end aaron but i just want to shout out this person right now mendel mendelowitz mendelowitz on june 16th leaving their comment raw excitement on apple podcast he said these guys have never ending enthusiasm that is infectious for the sport of track and field i just want to shout out that man giving us the five stars really do appreciate that and it's the reason for stuff like that we're able to get into like featured into uh run that runner's world article and also into oprah daily at the beginning of was at the beginning of june and it's crazy that we haven't been on the podcast to really talk about that yet because the only reason we were able to get to that point is because of doing the two black runners like interacting with y'all and trying to bring y'all the best content for the culture and by the culture and it's been a crazy journey like especially get on that over thing that's pretty that's pretty wild Aaron. that was that was pretty wild no and you're 100 right where like that's that's due to everyone that listens you know every single week like y'all really are real ones like we mean that um and y'all really have definitely like pushed us to be you know as best as we can at this like content media whatever you want to call it game and that keeps us going for sure um yeah but what really keeps me going as well is you know being able to make a visible like not even a visible but being able to make an impact and i think you know getting that type of publishing with oprah and runner's world like the goal is always to like open up the door for the next person you know and like to me one of those things is like now i'd attract me um off of being an instagram podcast youtube whatever you can put that down while you're applying for a credential and you 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 get in you know what i mean i don't know if it was like that three years ago you would get in you like you an instagram personality or something you would get in so like Definitely, it's because of the people on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok. This revolution that's happening in media has, like, elevated everyone. But 
I guess, but yeah, for the Oprah thing, like it wasn't until the article actually came out, you know, yeah, that I was like, oh dang, like this is actually a a super big deal because like you never know who's gonna look at that, you know, you never right. know who's gonna look at that, who's gonna contact you, and how many more opportunities that are gonna come from that, and for that to come from us just doing a podcast every Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like we really just two black runners. We really ain't nothing, nothing crazy like that, bro. Like we recording this on Zoom right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think what was crazy too, like when I first seen, shout out to Nika as well, who who wrote the article for us. You like we did like an interview and she wrote the article and everything. And for for one though, I will say that I don't go to Mount Sac anymore. I go to Cal State Fullerton. I know Tanika did that. I don't, I don't know how that happened. I lost the translation. I'm just saying though, I go to Cal State Fullerton. I don't go to Mount Sac anymore. No I put that out there. <laughs> but uh, uh, I know what, once I opened up like the Oprah Daily thing, and I seen like when you open it, it's like the first thing you're met with is like future rising, meet the black trailblazers, moving our world forward, and like the scroll to see like so many like stories of so many like black people trying to make like a change in like the world in so many different ways and then for our name to be upon that is like it's crazy it's not every day that i wake up thinking i'm a black trailblazer you know what i mean like yeah. that's not that's not every single day i would like to think i'm i'm like that you know what i mean like i i can i can i can be that but it's not something you envision yourself every single day so to see your name like attached to that in a way is something that's definitely like is mind-boggling away and definitely attached to somebody as accomplished as Oprah. Cause like, I don't know, if, I dude, to be like to be anything compared to Oprah, like in a way, would be incredible. You know, like she yeah. she was able to control the whole nation at a point in a way. You know, people want her to run for president. People probably still do. <laughs> you exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. But I'm also happy that track in that in that Black Trails Trailblazers Future Rising. I'm I'm happy that we were ever able to represent for track and field, that we were able to have track and field in that conversation, and that there is like this moving in conversation to have like, you know, more voices, the correct voices, like in these spaces to do these things. So I'm happy that you know, that's just in that conversation because you never know someone from like track and field that's similar to us. That knows Oprah, they see that, they get inspired, they create content, they take it to a whole nother level that we couldn't, you know? So, like, I think that's good for, I think it's good for the sport, too, for us to be there. And even, like, the yeah. runner's world thing, too. Like, to be on the runner's world, I think it validates not only us, but I think it validates a lot of people that are in this game doing the same thing. And, like, you know, soon to be, man. What do you think, too? Like, we see our friends is coming up, man. Our trackhead friends, like T, Colin, Matt, like they really coming up. They all doing their thing, bro. Like they all all stars for sure. It, it, there's a change. It's a change really yeah. brewing, you know? Uh, I think the main conversation, I think in the running report, when we first started doing running report and two black runners, when we talk about running, was always all like, oh, there's a changing of guard, changing of guard, changing of guard. Like in media, there's a changing of guard, like, like a big changing of guard that's definitely like happening. We'll see how it, it all, like, if that's a successful change, you know what I mean? But uh, I think there definitely is a change in regard and just how we consume media going forward. And I'm just excited to see, like, the more things that we're able to create. Because I think we, I definitely, we definitely went into this year, because we're also, we, we're going six months into this year now. So it's good to have this kind of podcast to kind of reflect. Because going into this year, I was definitely saying, like, bro, 
Like, I don't know how much to be able to do on running report because school and everything like has been wild. But like we definitely produce so much more video like yeah. this year than ever before in the past couple of years. Like everything on to like runners for like the past couple of weeks has just been all video, 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 which has been great. And I feel like has definitely opened up like my creative juices a little bit more again, bro. Cause like even just doing like do you want, do you like track and field stuff? We did, yeah. we did this other video that we're gonna have coming out really soon that I think you guys are gonna really enjoy as well. Like it's been really fun and be able to show us as two black runners in so many different places. Like even when I made that like, like little short thing, uh, solo runner for my class, you know, like I've, I've been really that enjoying was good. that. That was and good. Just having, hey, that was pretty good though, huh? Low key, nice. low key you've been in your acting bag, bro. You be, <laughs> we, we low key both, I, I had some acting, we low key been in our acting bag this year a little bit, bro, on some of these videos. <laughs> Bro, I was looking back at uh at Rosie Project videos like this for the past like four days, low key. And I was like, bro, like, bro, some of that stuff was kind of funny, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, some of that stuff was kind of funny. Like, and just the, I'm just because I want to just start doing more vlogs and stuff more. And we do have vlogs, I just need to like edit them, but we've been doing editing other videos and stuff like that's busy. But uh yeah, those Rosie Project vlogs, bro, and especially like 2019, like some of that stuff was kind of was kind of good. Like no cap, like, that was kinda, fire, man. I'm gonna have to post some of that on Twitter or something like that because some of that stuff was kind of good, and it was all like, yeah, I want to start doing more vlogs and stuff like that too. Because for one, we could we could do podcasts, we can analyze like running and stuff like that too. But also like we can like Aaron always talk about we want to do like skits and like we can do like funny vlogs and stuff like that. Like I just want to bring all that be like behind the culture of like running. Like all of it is always encompassing running. But there's so much more than running just than just the workout Wednesday or something like that. Like, bro, we can be I think running can be related just walking into routes like that could be related to running. And, and I don't know. I feel like we, no. we've been able to show that a lot. And that's what I like. That's what I kind of mean, too, by like the Oprah thing, like being that we were there from a running aspect and track and field. Yeah. Maybe people don't think of like black trailblazers as in within track and field or like something with running commentary. That's such a niche thing. But yeah. it is like, no, we can like through this like two black runners journey, whatever we're going through, we're able to connect with people. And that's what that's something I like about our podcast, too. It's like I look at on Anchor sometimes, just like at the spectrum, it's like 18 to 24, 20%, 24 to 34, 20%, 30 something to like 40 something, 20%, 44%. Like I'm giving out numbers right now, but like 44%, <laughs> like 44% women, like 55% men. It's like, dang. Why are you reading this off right now, bro? I'm not reading it, but you know, oh, I'd be on it. But I'm close. I'm sure those are close. I'm not yeah, yeah, captain. I'm sure that's close. Yeah. That's really what it is. But it's just like, we're really like for some for some reason, but what we're doing, being ourselves, like we're connecting to a lot of people who are different from each other. Like, gen like we're connecting to the general pu public in a way. You know what I mean? And I think that's I think that's really cool. And like you're saying, I think that's just I don't know. For some reason, that's what we create. So if we have more opportunities to do that through like skits and stuff like that, I think it'll be be amazing. But I also, it will be able to connect to all these people like out in the world that maybe not are into running, but we could, you know, make them into fans. Yeah, like, yeah. They become fans of two black runners and that makes them fans of track and field because we're going to feed you the, the little Muhammad interview. You know what I'm saying? We're going to feed you the Sean McGordy interview and you're going to start learning about track. 
I feel like that's something that's always just going to be my goal, no matter where we go, anything like that. Like, I just want to keep, I, my, my goal is like to like push this sport, like as far and forward as we can. Cause I don't know, running, running. I love running, you know, everything like that. But just like the sport of track and field, like if we can get that down and people pay through that, like that opens up so much more avenues for like, like revenue in track and field because the big conversation always in track definitely i don't money's always the conversation in track and field bro it always comes in especially like right now with abby steiner's whole situation and everything and people are discussing about oh you just need to go on social media and do this and other people like bro i just want to run you know but like if we can like push running and track and field to that next level have some help in that bro everybody eats you know what i mean yeah, I mean, like this is a game. This is, I mean, it's a sport. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, this is a business. You know, that's mm-hmm. a that's a big thing that we took on this year with just running referring to black runners is like, how do we run an efficient efficient business? Um, and track and field at the end of the day, you know, the bottom line is money. You know, for the athletes that are trying to get you know live, time. they need money. All about and the brands that sponsor money. people, that's bottom line is money. NBC's Bottom line is money, you know? So like, you know, that, you know, that's just always going to be a part of it. So we got to, we got to, I mean, I, I feel like we've been raised, you got to work with what you have to make, you know, make what it is happen, you know? So we're going to do that to the, to the best of our abilities, but also our, our bottom line still, like you're saying is, is track and field is to like uplift the sport to a place where they can, people can, earn is just more general to the public and you know popularize it a little bit more so people yeah. can can make can make money but yeah there's a, there's a, there's always i i like seeing like the more discussions i feel like there's more discussions in the past two years i don't know if maybe i just wasn't tapped in because there always have been discussions but i just feel like i don't know there's just a lot more voices in the sport right now than there have been in the past in my opinion and a lot of people too that like that aren't just like on let's run in the forums, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like, oh, like their voices like matter. Like their voices, like Ray's take, his voice matters. Like, you know what I mean? Like his takes uh, matter. Collins takes matters. T's takes matters. Caitlin, her takes, these people's takes, but you know what I mean? And it's like, dang, now they're getting access to these places to get these because they have an audience that wants to see them. So I just think, I just really like to see see that that happens. And at the end of the day, too, with the media thing, like everybody eats, bro. Like every, we all going to eat because there's so many people that love track and field and want to hear from different different angles. And I love that everyone really like, at least in the new age, like, bro, like, I don't know. We all just trying to do the best we can for the sport, bro. Like, I don't feel like no, there ain't no hate or nothing. Shout out to all those people. Shout out to cities, man. You know, Caitlin, all them race take. Uh, calling serenity all those people like those people in that space really doing their thing trying to take track and field to the next level and all the photographers as well because photographers i feel like every single year like they step up their game it's like oh my gosh photographers like, going crazy the photo game crazy in track and field right now golly but uh we're talking about the money situation aaron and i think we should bring this up because you did leave a comment on youtube you responded back so i think it's only right bro we talked about Abby Steiner on the, on the runner report, and people were mad, bro, that you that you're saying. <laughs> I don't wait. I don't even understand. Well, I don't understand why people are mad. Like, what are they mad about? I think you're, they're mad because you're all like, "Oh, 
because if you guys, if you don't know, uh, there's a alleged rumor right now on social media that Abby Steiner uh, is going to be paid two million dollars for Puma for a contract. That information hasn't been released yet. That information is not even supposed to be released yet. Like professional track and field runners contracts their money situation is not supposed to be released it's like an nda behind it or anything like that like that their contracts are not public record but the two million dollar leak came out uh abby steiner came out saying that this is adding more stress to the situation she also implied that like this is not even really true like facts check and everything like that so but basically we had our conversation like, running report show huh? i don't under, i still really do not understand how, <laughs> how, does, that, report show how does this came to Go ahead. You're kind of just making the point that the fact of like you're making the point of just like why is this not public record? I think that's what you're saying. Like why you're you're questioning why is there an NDA behind this? And I think people were taking that like you were taking a shot at Abby. Like why sh like Abby shouldn't be mad? But you're like you were you weren't saying that. You weren't saying that like Abby don't be mad at this. Like this should be public record. Like you're literally you're questioning the system of track and field. And like that's what we're both doing. Yeah, I wasn't saying. I never said that it wasn't invasive for yeah. people to share. Like I, that's definitely even for LeBron James. You know the fact that we know all these these players. Like, yeah, that I mean that that is kind of weird that they have to share. Well, they don't have they they don't like LeBron James doesn't share. I never asked Abby to share nothing, and LeBron James doesn't share his salary. Like, no, none of these NBA players share their salary. It just gets shared. Like yeah. these billionaires, and they're not sharing their salaries. Like it just gets like shared, so I don't. That's why I was confused. I never told nobody to share their to share their salaries or said nobody should have to. I'm just saying. I, I mean, that kind of comes with being a professional athlete in all sports, except for track and field and UFC. UFC they don't really share. Those are the only two that they, that they don't do it. But I don't know. But I think for basketball, huh? The question was asked to you though, bro. Like, disclose your income. No, That's bro. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> disclose my. If you want to DM me, if you really are trying to get a job, like where I where I work, I would definitely like, you know, talk to you and like tell you I'll put you on game, like for sure, bro. You know what I'm saying? But like, I mean, I'm not like a, I'm not like an athlete or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't making. Two million, they take two million dollars. Like, I'm making around like 60, 60k, 60, 60 or so k a year. But I mean, just because, yeah, I don't think Abby has to show, tell her, tell her salary. I'm not saying anyone does. I'm saying it happens if you're a professional athlete. Like, that's what happens, bro. Your your money is just out there. Like, why is yeah, that? Yeah, I don't like think it was track and field. No, none of us were like trying to take a slight at Abby at all. To be That's honest. what I'm like, saying. I'm like, we're really, we're do? really questioning the system of track and field, just why that you can't do that. And I feel like just the fact that you can't do that, I think some, a lot of people have made this point too that if there, if uh, track and field athletes like did share their salary, like people would be, people may be unmotivated to be a track and field athlete at a certain point. You know exactly, I mean? but exactly that, and that exactly that's the question. That's what I'm saying. You're asking the question so you can get to that answer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why is it not getting shared? That's not. It's not because oh, you need to share it. It's like why is it not getting shared? Oh, is it maybe because like yeah, like it would be you know embarrassing Atrocious. or the brand? Is it because not? It's embarrassing. I'm not saying it's embarrassing for the athlete. It'd be a crime. It's embarrassing to the you know. It was it embarrassing to the brand? Like is the brand yeah. gonna be like everyone gonna be like yo? 
y'all only paying this person this much and they done this this and this that's yeah. crazy because that's how it would be in the nba lebron got james like Clipper, if it got came out like whoa is lebron james making two million they'd be like what the heck bro everyone be people be like upset so it's just like but he's making a bunch of money so they they're sharing it and then that sets the standard for people who are at that level like okay like i should be making this much money in the market but all that stuff you know behind closed doors you know like you know what's really crazy james harden just took a 15 million pay cut that's crazy that's insane they, bro 15 million pay cut pay cut that's his pay cut? He said, I don't need 15 million, bro. Let's get more flexibility for this team. Crazy. I don't bro. need 15. You don't need 15, you don't need 15 million. That's crazy, bro. Hey. That's crazy. And there's some track athletes out there that need a lot. Need like, bro, give me one percent of that 15 million. Like, yeah, that's that's really wild. That's that's really wild. But uh coming up, Aaron, end of this week, world championships. We're gonna be there in action. Um I don't really know what to say. Like, just what are you most excited for? What have you been thinking about going to the world championships? Did you think this was going to happen? I did. Uh, and everything? I did. I did. I have, I'm, I'm looking at my goals for the year. One of my goals was to go to world championships for free. We working on that. But that's still, that's, you know, <laughs> that's basically, <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we just about there, basically. But, um, I did think that we were going to go. I just remember last year leaving Prefontaine the first time hanging out with Matt and T and we're all talking about like, yo, we're going to make it to the next Olympics. We're going to be at the Olympics. And I'm like, no, we're going to the world champs, bro. We're going to world champs next year. Like, what you mean, bro? Yeah. So like, I always expected to 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 be here. But what I'm most, what I'm most excited about, I would say is um, just like seeing the athletes, like the USA athletes, like accomplish their goals. You know, being mm-hmm. in the mix zone, like after like Ajay, you know, runs the eight or Abdi Hamid, like runs that 5K or Sean McGordy running the 10, Grant running the five, like seeing like seeing like U.S. athletes like medal and like complete their season. And like, you know, they finally made it to the world stage, this big thing. And just like, you know what I mean? Because like that's how I felt at USA is like seeing uh people that we talk to all the time just like accomplish their goal and like win yeah. make the team and they're like so happy and everything so world champs is going to be even like a, another level so i'm just happy that like, i get to be like a, a part of, a part of that and like see that up close and personal i think that's going to be be really cool and like honestly bro to me i feel like i made it to world champs like you know what i'm saying in my own right and and what i do i feel like i made it i made it there you know I did what I had I did what I had to do and like you know I would definitely have when I was running like a couple years ago I definitely would have wanted to be at this world championships participating but like I'm really here bro I'm really still here and I'm like you know I'm a part of the program like I'm not here to just watch like I'm here to take part in a way so you're not here to take you're not just here to take part hmm you're not just here to take part you're here to take over yeah, wait, what did he say? What is it, the Rosie Project thing? <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what I was just going to bring up, though, because I was, I was just thinking about it. 2018, I made my first running report. Uh, October 14, 2018, that's when the first one was uploaded. And, like, thinking back to then, 18 years old, CSUN apartment, uh, not apartment, well, yeah, apartment, apartment dorm or whatever. Like, did I think, like, 
being at the world championships or like even like doing like I don't know this wasn't it wasn't in the plans at all it was kind of just thought like bro let me just do something different and like I wanted to be like trying to elevate the sport of like track and field and everything like that and trying to be more entertaining trying to bring that sports center and ESPN the stuff that we talked about but the fact that that the fact that every single year that has gotten like elevated a little bit more and more and more has truly been like a blessing but looking back to like just like that's crazy looking back to like that kid right there bro and like now it's where we're at and I'm just excited to, I'm ex, I'm really excited just to be there and like experience everything especially the media portion of it like being and, and working and trying to just be involved I'm really excited for that and just the content that we can create with everything that we're doing because we got stuff coming on the way and we're working with different people and it's gonna be really exciting but uh just like seeing what other people are doing and seeing like their process and everything like that. And then really just experience just like the best athletes, like not just in the world, like ever, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's crazy, dude. Like it's, I don't think it's something that like, I don't think I would truly appreciate until like 10 or 20 years from now, like seeing the athletes and the generation that we have right now, but like, bro, we got some beasts and be able to like to cover some of them is really like, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Like, to be honest, it's like, in a way, I feel like I became used to it. In a, you know, like the fast yeah. times and stuff. Like, you know, we saw Elaine Thompson ran 10-5, bro. Like, you know what insane. I mean? But I just feel like I'm like, yeah, like, we're just so, when we're there, we're so just in it, like, doing our thing. that We're not even thinking about, like, how fast people are running or, or what's fast and what's slow. You know what I mean? I'm more so just, like, kind of watching the race. And people run fast and it's crazy, but it's just like when I was in, to me, I just feel like it, it, how it's felt like my whole entire life, like going to a high school meet, going to a club meet, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. In a way, in a way, it feels like they're just like our peers at this point, you know, and they're just kind of doing their thing racing. But I think it's like what you said. I don't think I'll fully appreciate it because I'm just so like locked in at times. That I don't fully appreciate it until later online when I'll tell people like, yeah, like I was at the race when Elaine Thompson ran ten five. Like I seen Michael Norman around forty three six. I seen like this. I seen uh, I was there when Sydney ran the world record in the four hundred hurdles. I was at that world champ. Like I don't feel like I'll appreciate that until afterwards. And like I definitely can't reflect and be like, oh yeah, that was amazing, but. I don't know, man. Like, it's just hard when you just in it, bro. Like, you just really just, we just just in it. Like, I'm not even like, I'm excited for world champs right now, but I, it really won't hit me until I get there because I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get through everything day by day. You know what I'm saying? Just feel so busy nah, with, with work and everything, work and then the podcast and everything is just like, I just have to get there, get done. And then I'll probably be like, dang, that was, that was a crazy experience. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, man. It's going to be exciting. And if you haven't bought your tickets yet for World Championships, you can still do that, bro. This is our next stop, Oregon segment, where for the past couple of weeks, we have been dedicating time to World Championships and everything that's going on this summer. You already know, it's coming up this weekend. 2,000 of the world's best track and field athletes will be competing for titles at the first ever World Athletic Championships on U.S. soil. And... It's going to be hype, bro. You need to be a part of this. Get your tickets from July 15th through the 24th at worldchampsoregon22.com. Hayward Field, University of Oregon, Eugene, Oregon. Be there. 
or be square as they say or sure. if you can't make it watch at home but you feel me like you need to be there next stop oregon it's insane i got my little pre pre thing on but dang it's been a crazy ride aaron now joined on the podcast we are here with the absolute legend aaron a legend in the sport of running most is definitely in the sport of track and field. He has known as the hub of distance running. He's an honorary member of 10 Men Elite, a brand ambassador of Run Gum, a Wicked Natural and Picky Bars member, brand ambassador as well. And he's family, the new gen and the Butter Boys Track Club. It's not like I didn't just read that off his Twitter bio, but I basically did. We have Derek <laughs> Rubis, the hub of distance running, join us on the Two Black Runners podcast for the real ones doing our thing. Derek, how's it going, bro? How, how, how's it how's it going? Nice to meet you, like virtually, you feel me? Yeah, it's going great. I, I, I love you guys like brothers. Well, Derek, man... You know, like last week or so, we got Oprah certified, and then you contacted us, said we were on your bucket list. So I was like, we're Derek Rubis uh, certified. You know what I mean? That's big in the distance world. How did we make the list? How did you How did you discover us? That's that's, yeah, that's big. Um, I think uh, New Gen uh, I, I, I tweeted something out, and that, and I just kept watching. Uh, for like a full day, I kept watching you guys, and I thought you guys had uh, a, a different perspective on what track track and field is like. Yeah. Dang, I appreciate that. I appreciate that to just get that mention. Like we said, definitely a legend in the sport. You haven't heard of Derek Rubis. You probably definitely just seen what he has done in passing and over the past like over a decade now. I feel like definitely has been uh, a presence in that, especially just in the social media sides of things as well. But what I want to know, Derek, because it's our first time, me and you really just came able to talk, like, what was that moment? Was there a moment? And is there like a specific thing that hooked you to become like such a big track and field fan? Because like, that's not a lot. People are like basketball fans or a football fans or anything like that. But and, like, people do like just the run, just in general. But to become like a fan of the sport, like, was there a moment that's particularly like hooked you in? Um, I I was a runner, and then I uh, for two 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 and a half years I gave up running because I thought stagnant. I felt stagnant yeah. with it. But the uh, thing that got me back was uh, I watched the uh, Krzyzewski race, mm. and I'm like, mm. okay, this guy's from a my home state of Wisconsin. I love this guy. This guy has become like my idol now. And uh, he got me back into the sport of running. So it's, it's because of him that I became a true fan. One thing that we found out from since doing two bike runners podcast is like runners are so accessible. We've been able to meet so many people virtually in person. Did you ever get to meet Chris Zelensky, you know, after being inspired by him? What was that like? Um, I did a race in Mas uh, on Madison's track, and it was the same day that they, him and Matt Tegenkamp did the race of uh, and trying to get under four four minutes mm -hmm. to be the first two guys under four minutes for the mile in Wisconsin. So yeah, I got to meet them there, and we've become friends ever since. Dang, that's that's incredible, and I, I think. 
That's what's so special about track and field, definitely being it so accessible. Like we really were able just to get people on our podcast just from uh, shooting our shot in the DMs and, and worked out and we were able to move move up and up. It's been an incredible journey. But just going back to that too, like I'm, I'm kind of curious because you said you got like stagnant with your running for those two and a half years. Before that time, like when you were like running consistently, were you like into the sport as well? Like did you know like runners and just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My... Uh, I, 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 I used to say that uh, in my locker in high school, I had a New Zealander, a Canadian, a British guy, and a, an American. All, all. So I had a wide variety of people. And the cool thing is that two of the guys I idolized, I'm now friends with their sons. Oh, wow. So, so. And yeah. that was like on your locker. You had their photos on your locker at school. Yeah. Theo, Theo Quack's dad and Thomas Stein's dad. Yeah. Okay. Dang. And it's crazy to think, you know, their kids are killing Their kids are killing it. They're both yeah. really great at the sport, too. And like one thing about you, like, like Joshua was saying, over a decade, you've been doing things. Like I remember like when I was like in high school, 2012, hearing about you and stuff like that. What's it been like seeing like the rise of track and field on social media? Cause you've been in it when people were doing stuff for track on like Facebook. Now it's Instagram, it's Twitter, it's TikTok. What's it been like? You're like a uh, part of that. You've been a staple in that from the beginning. I, I just, I just love the uh, growing the sport and uh, getting the sport out there. And uh, yeah, just getting the, growing the sport and getting the sport out there. The people that haven't, uh, don't know it and I can educate people on stuff. So that that's my favorite thing about it. Yeah. And especially like, I think the most beautiful thing about like running just in general, especially well, running distance running as well. Cause we're, we're, we're distance runners and being able to like run with that community, like around you to go on a run with like your boys or your gals or everybody like together is a beautiful thing. And I feel like social media has brought that running community, like just to the forefront for you can have it like all the time. What has it been like for you to kind of like build your own community and be able to network with so many people through like social media? Um, it's been uh, around this time. It's been because of my cancer scare. Yeah. It's been really cool. They've been reaching out to me every day, asking me how I'm doing. Uh, the Duke uh, guys made a YouTube video for me and uh, yeah, Nick Willis uh, tweeted out about me, and that just floods of people. And so it's it's sort of like fam. They're sort of like family to me. So yeah. Did that motivate you to even like get up and do a 19 mile run today? As like you're in a couple yeah. of days, you're going into surgery. You say you're going to be out for a couple of weeks, but like I would have to think like that type of support and just like from yeah. people you've looked up to has to motivate you when you grinding out mile 16 of your 19 mile <laughs> run, bro. Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, because I had. Uh, uh, have to be. I have to be close to bath bathrooms now because of my cancer i have to run inside the house mm. so i'm watching all the uh races of some of my favorite distance runners like ollie and jordy and those kind of, and josh kerr and, and whatnot to motivate me to get, get me through my 
my runs and whatnot. Yeah. And you mentioned, so you mentioned Ollie and you mentioned Josh Kerr. So I'm guessing you're big fans of Sitting Kick. You big fan of Coffee Club podcast. Yeah. yeah. Those are two on my bucket list to be on. Hey, Josh, Josh Kerr, Ollie. I, I know y'all listen to the pod, so he said come hey. through. Y'all need to make it happen. You need to have it. And speaking of that too, and speaking of social media, especially, what are some of the other places that like you feel like in social media, like they're doing, killing it right now for like running just in general? Um, basically just getting their names out. Uh, I mean, with the Mondo Duplicida this past week, uh, a lot of a lot of people that I, they're not distance people or track people are going, who the heck is this or whatnot? And, and started to become fans of Mondo or become fans of this person or that person. So I, I sort of educate them on social media or whatnot. So, yeah. That's one thing I like about what you do, Derek, is like, you're not always like, of course you like the super fast people or whatever, but I feel like, you know, like every single runner from, you know, you know, everybody from the Josh Kerr's to the Ben Crawford's and you yeah. give, you are the, the king of giving everybody their flowers. Like you're giving us our flowers by letting us onto the show. And I think that's one thing you do to your platform, like with it, whether it's just putting the faces on you. Like you got like so many different names. Like you got Sam Parsons on there, but you also like are cool with Matthew Sensuitz. And it's just like, I love how you don't like, you're not just stuck on the elite elite. Like you have so yeah. many people that you give respect that are doing cool things. Yeah. It's basically because I'm was a former D3 runner and I wasn't the mm -hmm. best known D3 runner. So uh, I feel like, I feel like in that perspective, I have to do, do that for the uh, ones that, at, at what I call the bottom of the totem pole and, and at the t top of the totem pole. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep on representing, you know, you know, because you, you never know that bottom of the totem pole could become top of the totem pole one day. Most definitely. Yeah, that's Most definitely, definitely how our sport, our sport plays out, man. It's It's a brutal sport, but you never... You never know. It's not always the top guy that starts off super fast in high school that ends up being the world champ. It could be, yeah, be so many people, and you could get connected with them in so many different ways. And like how you're saying, like you build a community of all these people that are supporting you, like through this this cancer scare. As you said, you're having surgery on on, um, on Wednesday. For how are you feeling going to that? Are you in good spirits and everything? I didn't realize until. I had pre-op on Friday going through everything. I, and once I went into the hospital that I'm going to be at, I'm like, holy crap, I really have cancer. So I'm, yeah, that's scary. It, yeah. It, that That's when it hit me big time and that I'm going to be in there for about five days with with the surgery and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be going to be be praying for you. And like, this is going to come out, you know, it's going to come out the week. It's going to, the surgery is going to have passed, you know, so yeah. Derek will be in recovery. So everybody listening to this, like 
go send them some love on IG, on Twitter, on any platform. Because I know a lot of our listeners definitely know who you are and we have respect for everything that you do for our sport. Yeah. Thank you, you guys. Thanks. And then as we start closing closing out, Derek, I wanted to ask you because it would be dismissed if we didn't talk with like track and field, current track. <laughs> You know, USA's just happened around the corner. I think me and Aaron are still low-key recovering from all of it at this moment. But then world championships are coming up, like, faster than I think any of us could ever thought. Just what races or events are you most excited to see at the world championships and just the storylines to hear about coming through the world um, championships? Men's 15, men's 10 and 5 in steeple because I was a. 10, I was a steeplechaser and a 10K guy in, in college. And I'm a huge uh, pole vaulting fan. I'm, I'm curious because it says the steeple and the 15. Who are you more excited for at USA's? Cooper Tier winning the 15 or Evan Jager making back onto the world championship team? I was m- more happy. It's a toss up. Uh, I have to say, Cooper, because I thought he, uh, last podcast he did, I didn't have him in the 15. I had, I thought he was more of a 5K guy. Yeah. Uh, He definitely, I think he definitely turned a lot of heads to the fact that you can't really box me in into one thing. I think Cooper's going to run well, bro. Like he's going to be in that 15 final for sure. Like, it's going to be hard to get in the top three. It's going to be hard for anybody at this point. But, like, he's going to be in that final. And he's going to be competing with, like, the best for sure. Like, he's a real deal. And I and I already have my top three for uh, the 1,500 and the... Let's hear oh. it. Let's hear your top three for the 1,500. Josh Kerr is going to win the whole thing. Josh, okay. I like I like the name Josh, so I'm cool with that. And uh, Ali second, and uh, ya- Jakob third. Jakob's getting third place. Y'all heard it here first, bro. <laughs> Don't forget where y'all heard it. Jakob <laughs> is getting third place. Josh Kerr and Ali going to take him down. Yeah, yeah. I got right big time because I last podcast I was on to, to uh, uh, the beer mile. I didn't say uh, that... I think Mo was gonna be in the top three, and they let me. Have it. They let me have it because I really wanted Sage Herda and uh, Raven so bad. It was not even funny. <laughs> Sage Herda is a beast, though. She's gonna yeah. make it in there eventually. Yeah, she yeah. just. I think she just ran. Did she just run uh, one fifty nine again? I think in Oslo. Yeah. So like, yeah, they're 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 eight hundred. The women's eight hundred. It's really crazy right now. And then before we get to our, like our last two questions I got for you, I've been seeing you and following you on Twitter and you'll be liking, you like WWE, Derek? A little bit, yeah. Big WWE. I'm a big WWE fan as well. I've, I've got more into WWE in the past two years. I was really into it as a kid as well, but I've been getting more into it. Just watched Money in the Bank yesterday, be honest. But I just gotta ask, like, what draws you to professional wrestling? Like, it's 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 such a different thing. I feel like towards um, than any it's, sport. It's, it's basically because my my dad, um, he used to be a wrestler at University of uh, Minnesota, mm. and he was an alternate for uh, the lat, not the twenty twenty Tokyo Olympics, but the nineteen sixty four Tokyo Olympics. Uh-huh. And some of the guys from. Uh, uh, 
that he knew were were professional wrestlers but back in the day he like knew mr perfect's dad when you used to live in wisconsin they'd call his name out and we'd go down to the place where they had the wrestling things and he would he would say their names and whatnot and they're like who the heck are you talking about and then he'd say the wrestling name and he'd be like oh yeah I know who you're talking about, and they hear my dad's voice, and they'd be like, Rubus! Yeah. It was kind of cool. One of them picked me up, and uh, like it was nothing, he's like, this is your son, and, and, and just picks me up, and and, and it was a cool thing. His, the wrestler's name was Baron Von Roschke, and I, ever since then, I became a fan of that, uh, the, that guy, and that's what was back, back in the 80s with my favorite wrestler and whatnot so yeah i gotta ask though like for track and field and w would you ever want to see like anything from like wwe kind of implemented in the track and field like i don't i'm not talking about i don't think we could see like chair shots but maybe we could see like some more promos like i would definitely love well, to they're, see they're, they're jacob cut a promo before the 15 at worlds like that would be pretty fun some rivalries i mean just look at what uh Noah Lyles did did it at the end of the two hundred, mm-hmm. and then uh, I can't remember his name. Arion Knighton. Yeah, just walks off and whatnot. So it's yeah. like, and then she carry with the her stuff. So yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit. She got the costumes on. It's a little bit of wrestling <laughs> in there, you know. Who would you want to see yeah. in the ring, though? Who would you want to see in the in in the ring? For wrestling, I, from it, it, it's, it's kind of funny. It's he calls it fun with fitness, you know. That could Simmons. be a fun. Yeah, if that could be a fun with fitness thing. I could see that. Yeah, I could see him getting in a wrestling match for sure. <laughs> I would love to see Raven Saunders. I think Raven Saunders. <laughs> oh my god, she'd be a great. Yeah. No, you're right, dude. She would actually. She be would perfect. be a great WWE superstar, bro. She would she's, shine. And she's the nicest person ever. Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. Raven, hey, that Raven, that could be your, that could be your uh, next thing. No cap, that could be Raven's next thing. We gotta that tell her crazy. when we see her, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the nicest person you'll ever meet. Yeah, yeah. And then two more questions I got for you. We, we were wondering. We ask this question sometimes, but uh, three runners that you, three runners dead or alive that you would want to go on a run with, or like sit down, like go on a run with a Saturday, nineteen long, nineteen mile long run. You feel me? Get some breakfast afterwards and everything. Three runners, dead or alive. They don't have to be distance runners or they can be sprinters or anything, but three three of those runners. Uh, I, the, the the only sprinter I really love is Devin L. So that would be one of the guys. Um, big, uh, there's this BYU guy, uh, Paul Walter named Caleb that I love to death. And then my uh, runner that I've never gotten to meet, but I've always wanted to meet him. He used to run for Tulsa. His name is Chris O'Hare. Yeah. 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 Beast. Beast. Yeah. Nice. So those were you. Dang. Is, there, is that like, just off of that, like, who haven't, yeah, who else besides Chris O'Hare? Is there anyone else huge that if you could meet you would you would love to just meet and, and, and chat it up with because I feel like you've met almost everybody. 
Uh, he's an Australian distance runner. His wife just had a, had a kid. Uh, Ryan Gregerson. Ryan Gregerson. Yeah. See, I mean, this dude be knowing everybody, man. Like, <laughs> you know, all the all the runners, bro. Like, you know, their personality. I'm known, I'm, I'm known in 13 different countries. Wow. Yeah. You got the underground. He's done. Derek Rubis is the underground of track and field. You feel me? Most he got his ear to the streets point. for real, man. Yeah. Did you ever think that you would be known that much, though? You said 13 countries. Like, you know. Like you had to, there was a time where you said you're stagnant in the sport. You, you came yeah. from D3 and it's like so many people know who you are and your personal, personality and everything that you ever think you would have like that much of an impact? And not necessarily. Uh, when I found out that two of my friends from uh, who run, who used to run for Wisconsin were down in Australia and then the guy, the guy I just mentioned, uh, Ryan Gregerson, knew about me. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm international now. Hey. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love my Australian and UK distance runners to death. So, yeah. And then we got one more question for you, then we'll get you out of here. Yeah. I got to ask, Derek, we always we ask all our athletes, any person that comes on the podcast, Really, like, what mark do you want to leave on the sport? What do you want people in track and field to really remember Derek Rubis as? Um, that I'm not just uh, the guy who does a uh, nice job and congratulations. I'm not just the number one fan. I also race, uh, race against D1, D2, D3 athletes uh, that I push this, this sport forward and educated people that didn't know about the sport more so that they're like, okay, I know who, uh, who this, the this distance runner is because of me. And I know this pole vaulter because of me. So that's sort of the legacy I want to leave. Love it. Love it. I, I definitely think you've already started to make that impact and you're definitely want to, you know, one of the most loved like personalities in track and field really out there, bro. So I'm just happy we're, we're Derek Rubis uh, certified. You know what I'm saying? Like approved that, that, yeah. that means we, we kind of made it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and we appreciate you just joining us, man, for the interview and everything like best of luck through. The and I appreciate, I appreciate you guys for all you guys have done for sport. Thank you. Best of luck to you though, in your surgery and everything. We're going to be Thank praying you. for you. Best of luck in your recovery, all of that, man. Uh, stay, stay strong through it all. We everybody supporting you and backing you no matter what. Yeah, I'll be listening to you guys. Yeah, we got you every Tuesday, man. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. That's first, that's the first thing I watch. You guys. Hey, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, bro. Appreciate it. Bye. Thanks so much to Derek Rubis for joining us on the podcast, man. Really do appreciate it. Definitely being saying that, bro, we're part of like his bucket list to come on and everything. Like big ups to him. Uh, and also praying for a speedy recovery, bro. Just have it all go well with your uh, surgery and everything and with your colon cancer and all that. Yes, sir, man. Really appreciate you, bro, coming on again. If y'all didn't know who Derek Rubis is, I don't know where you've been at. I don't know what you've been following. But um, 
fun interview for sure. I did not know what to expect, you know, talking to talking to Derek, but he he was he was cool. He was cool, man. That was it was cool. Cool. Talk a little running, talk a little WWE, talk everything pretty much. But Aaron, let's get out of here real quick. You got anything else to say before before we leave? Like David, like Joshua said, you know, if y'all can please rate the podcast. We appreciate that. That really helps us. Um, every rating y'all have got done for us so far has gotten us where we are. And like, damn, we really about to go to world championships because y'all. So that's 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 wild. That's crazy. So we appreciate all the real ones that listen to the podcast every single Two Black Tuesday. Especially y'all that be listening all the way through, all the way to the end. Y'all know who you are, man. So truly <clears throat> do appreciate y'all. We got some exciting stuff coming up for world champs. Some exciting stuff planned for the fall too. So I'm just super, I'm super hyped for everything we got next. And we got to get some more real ones podcast in. These are sometimes my favorite ones to do. Yeah. Uh, things definitely, we're going to switch some things up. We're going to switch some things up going into the, the new season as we go into like cross country and everything like that. But super excited for everything. Thank you all for joining us onto this journey. On to the next one. See y'all next week. About to be, there about to be a whole lot of content. Just tune into the Runner Report YouTube channel. Tune into Two Black Runners Instagram. Tune into the Runner Report Inst- Twitter as well. Under Runner Report Instagram. Tune into all our channels. World Championships is going up. Believe Tap in, that. baby. Let's Believe go. That. We'll see y'all soon. Let's get it. Hey.